it's time to join Montana's very own and your voice for agriculture, Talking Ag Lane Nordland, for today's LaneCast. Well, everyone, and welcome back to the Agriculture Conversation here on the Lancast Ag Podcast. And we are broadcasting from the 2019 Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show. When we come back, we will talk with the 2019 president of the NCBA, Jennifer Houston. We'll thank our sponsors. We'll be back right after these messages. As a Montana Farm Bureau member, you have access to a lot of valuable benefits. Now you can have your savings on the go with the Farm Bureau Member Benefits app. The app will show you where you can use your membership discounts with Granger, Case IH, Choice Hotels, John Deere, and more. Plus, with the app, your membership card is on your phone for easy access. It's free. Download the app today. Simply go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Farm Bureau Benefits app. Montana Farm Bureau. We care for the country. Your National Cattlemen's Beef Association knows there's what benefits cattlemen and there's what doesn't. Trade, the farm bill, technology, and conservation. The decisions being made in Washington affect the life of each and every cattleman. When it comes to the issues, there's simply no room for gray area. To us, it's as clear as black and white. Visit joinncba.org to learn more. Joining us here today is Jennifer Houston. Jennifer is the 2019 president of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. She hails from Tennessee. And Jennifer, we'll just start right off the bat with this. This industry has been primarily led by men over the past decades. But women have been a key part of agriculture, and I'm just excited to see more women stepping up into leadership roles. But uh, what's it like knowing that you are leading the largest livestock organization here in the United States? Elaine, it's certainly a privilege. It's an honor to be able to do that. Uh, I know that there's a lot of farmers and ranchers back on the farm that that can't take the time. I'm in a place in my life where I where I can. Uh, luckily, as my husband said, I'm not integral to the operation anymore. Not really. I've got a really good staff at the auction market, but uh, so it allows me to be gone a lot. And it, it is it's it's exciting. Um, it's it's humbling. And because we know that we're out there every day representing our members and to a certain extent representing our non-members as we work on D.C. on issues that affect every cattleman, no matter what part of the U.S. Uh, that they hail from. So let's just start, start about the beginning. How did you get your start in the cattle business and especially with your family's livestock market in Tennessee? Well, um, I married into the family that marks my husband's family started this livestock market in 1962, so it's been family-owned the whole time. Uh, they checked off 10 cents ahead before the National Beef Checkoff was ever passed. So I uh, sort of got introduced to the Beef Checkoff and the National Livestock and Meat Board when I married into the family. When the National Beef Checkoff was passed, Tennessee formed their first Beef Industry Council, and I was elected to represent the cattlemen on that council. So that was sort of my, my start. I was elected chairman a couple of different times. They elected me to represent them first on the National Livestock and Meat Board, the Beef Industry Council that was a, a predecessor organization to NCBA, and then they kept electing me and showing confidence, which is, is, is pretty neat, to allow me to chair some national committees. I was chair and vice chair of the Federation of State Beef Councils, chair of policy, and up the vice president up sort of the officer chain. So it has been um, a long time, but it's, it's, it hasn't really seemed like it. It's just something I love to do. 
I feel privileged to do, to be involved, and hope you make a difference, both on the checkoff side or the policy side, as you set direction uh, for both of those organizations. Now, of course, uh, there's been a lot of changes in the past uh, two years with the Trump presidency. In 2019, there's going to be a lot of issues at the forefront for uh, the nation and for the nation's cattle producers. What are some of those uh, issues that you and your officer team in the NCBA will be working on on behalf of the nation's cattlemen and women? Well, 2019, you're right. We're going to have some challenges with with the Congress that we have, but we've worked on both sides of the aisle. We know we have to to get things done. Some of the priorities that we've talked about for 2019, some of them are very similar to what we worked in last year. Trade continues to be number one. We were going to continue really urging and encouraging and pushing the administration to stay at the table uh, to get a bilateral uh, deal with Japan inked out. Um, it's our number one trading partner. Uh, we cannot stay at the disadvantage to a tariff that we have to Australia that we have now. So we're gonna, that's going to be number one priority. We're going to really push the Congress for ratification of the USMCA, uh, the trade agreement that allows us to have free and, and access to Canada and Mexico, which are two of our top five trading partners. We'll continue to work on regulatory issues such as hours of service, Different parts of the country, unless you're right in the center of the beef belt, that affects you, whether you're in the south, the northwest, anywhere. We, we ship our cattle a long way, so we have to work to find a permanent solution. Uh, probably with the Congress, it's going to be through the regulatory process, more so than the legislative process. Uh, fake meat continues to be something we're going to work on. I think we're in a good place with USDA having primary oversight for both the inspection and the labeling when and if this product comes to commercial market, but we have to make sure that that doesn't get derailed at some point. And then the new one is dietary guidelines. 2020 is the new year for dietary guidelines, so we're going to work to be sure that the people that are appointed to these panels as best we can influence are going to be people who look at science-based nutrition that don't come in with an agenda to get beef off the plate because we think we have the research to back up why it needs to stay on the plate. So that's sort of the, the new kid on the block for 2019. Now, of course, uh, a lot of producers in the countryside, uh, the country of origin labeling is an issue uh, that producers are still talking about. What, what, what is the stance of the NCBA on, on cool, and, uh, and uh, what's your message to cattle producers when you're asked about cool? Well, the NCBA is all in favor of voluntary labeling. We see it happening more and more as we get these value-added programs uh, and we get traceability increasing in the country through these value-added programs. Um, MCOOL in itself was, was a flawed program, a flawed law. It didn't apply to food service, which most of our imports of lean beef, uh, which are less than 11%, I think, this year. Uh, go into food service, so that really didn't apply. We'd lost three WTO cases, so we were fixing to face billions of dollars worth of tariffs. So we feel that it's going to come through uh, voluntary. It's going to come through when, when the consumer wants it and the consumer is willing to pay for it. It's, it's going to happen, whether it's, uh, whether it's locally raised. We know they'll pay for locally raised. We've seen that. Uh, I think it will happen just organically. Uh, especially through the programs that we're already seeing. I think traceability helps that. Uh, and so we, we hope for that's one reason for traceability. Other, the other thing that we're going to be talking about traceability is for animal disease control, to be able to contain whatever kind of outbreak may happen. And I think, you know, we will have one of some sort at some point. We're a global society. Uh, so the more traceability we have, the more that we can either make that last a shorter amount of time, 
uh, to encompass less of an area. I have a livestock market. You know, I know what will happen if we have a disease outbreak around me. Immediately, they're going to shut my doors. And then the question is, how long do I stay shut? How far out does it go? With a good, robust traceability system, we think we can minimize that. So those are some of the things we're going to be talking about. Now, you've spent a lot of time on the road, too, on the NCBA officer team. Of course, you're from Tennessee, but you've taken the, the uh, opportunity to go out, and we're from the West, this podcast mainly in the West, and, and meet those producers and understand those issues that are impacting them from the uh, public lands issues to the Endangered Species Act. Uh, what's the message for Western ranchers and, uh, that you'd like to share? Well, first of all, I, you know, I, I feel for you. I tell a lot of people as I travel the West and the Northwest and the public lands ranchers especially that, that y'all have every problem the rest of us have plus a whole lot more. So know that NCBA is, is fighting for you every day, working with the Public Lands Council and our staff in D.C. Uh, to make sure that the endangered species is not as burdensome as it needs to be. Um, that all of the, the paperwork that you have to fill out, and to me that's part of regulatory reform, is try to get it where we need. And I think we're seeing a, a little different attitude under this administration to where I did hear a lot of farmers and ranchers say, uh, you know, I've never heard a BLM person or Forest Service person talk about wanting to work together until this administration. So I think that was refreshing for me, and I think it was refreshing for those ranchers. So uh, just know that NCBA is out there working for you uh, every day on those issues, as well as the ones that affect all of us all over the U.S. What's your advice to, to women out there about stepping up in leadership roles within agriculture? Just step out and be involved. You know, uh, don't stay home, or at least take your time. If, you, if it's just two of you, take turns. But but be involved, and, and don't don't think that because you're women that your voice doesn't matter. You're out there uh, every day. Usually uh, you're slogging in the mud or the snow, and you're wrangling the calves or the horses and the kids and the food. Uh, but it's a, it's a different perspective. It's not, a, it's not a bad perspective. It's not that we're not all cattlemen. But I think we do bring a different perspective to the table. So uh, just be willing to step out and step up. And I think sometimes um, what we see is just women sometimes are not willing to just make their opinions known. They'll sometimes defer. I, I don't see that as much, certainly, in our younger generation, and that's very encouraging. Uh, we've got a lot of young people here at convention, and I see them at their state conventions. And it's going to be a little different. There, you know, it's not going to be as long before there's another woman in leadership as it was before this. Jennifer, any last words you'd like to share with the nation's cattlemen and women as you uh, prepare to lead uh, the NCBA in 2019? Well, one thing is I've traveled all these states, counties, and even internationally that I've found is there's a whole lot more that unites us than it divides us. You know, no matter what the issue you're talking about, we can agree on a lot of things. And my challenge to all of us, both NCBA and non-NCBA members, is let's find what we agree on. Let's work together on that to move our industry forward, and that's going to be best for all of us. Well, Jennifer, good luck in the year ahead, and I look forward to seeing you at all the events that we attend throughout the year. Again, Jennifer Houston, the 2019 president of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. For more on NCBA, just visit ncba.org today. That'll do it for today's LaneCast. We'll talk with you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.